Welcome to Be More. Sarah Gretzinger is an entrepreneur, author, and international speaker who brings you her take on what it means to be an entrepreneur in the 21st century. Everything from building a personal brand to delegating like a rock star to creating and launching online products and services and marketing yourself as the go-to leader in your industry and beyond. If you're a speaker, author, coach, consultant, expert, blogger, podcaster, freelancer, or solopreneur, Be More is about to become your new favorite podcast. Hi everyone, Sarah Gretzinger here, back with another episode on Be More. Today I have a special guest with me, Chella. Chella, welcome to the show. It's an honor. I've been looking forward to this, folks. I hope you can hear it in my voice. <laughs> oh, I can hear it in your voice. And guys, I have to tell you, just before Chella and I started recording this episode, we were talking about some exciting, you know, financial stuff that has come up in my own life. And I'm really, really eager to just dive right into this episode because I want everyone to feel that strong surge of positive energy that flows through you when your finances just come into alignment. And we brought Chella on as an expert into our partner program because she just is all things positive when it comes to money mindset when it comes to just getting clarity on where you are and where you need to be. So Chella, we're just going to dive right in. And I know I said I wanted to talk about budgeting, but you have a much better way of phrasing this because budgeting does kind of sound a little bit, mm, there's a lot of negative connotation that comes with it. So what is it that you tell people they should create? I think they should create a spending plan. Ooh, so much better because it really is what we're doing, right? It's where do we spend? And, and a lot of people like a budget kind of, it sounds like a restrictive word. Like I'm restricted right off the bat. Exactly. And when you have a spending plan, it's how you are choosing to spend your money. Yes. So talk to me about this. So when is the right time to create one of these? Oh my goodness. I think it's the time, especially especially if you're not where you want to be financially. Yes. It doesn't matter, sense. right? And I'm not talking about getting yourself out of debt necessarily. I'm talking about do you not have the car that you want to drive? If you're not living where you want to live, if you don't have the money in the bank that you want to have, right? <clears throat> the best way for us to get there. So it doesn't matter which uh, financial goal you want to achieve. Even if you want to go on a phenomenal vacation, you want to take off for a month, right? Whatever that yep. may be, putting a spending plan is going to help you stay on track. Yes, I agree. Now, I have this question. So I have my, my own very unique, I'm going to use the word spending plan because I just really vibe with that. I have my own very unique spending plan that I would imagine looks a lot different for other people. But is there like, a one size fits all when it comes to this and your expertise, or is it really custom to the person and where they're at? Absolutely custom, right? Because you have different goals than Johnny does or the Susie does, right? So that's why yeah. to me, a spending plan is about where that person is. <clears throat> so the start, the spending plan, let's think about it. That's your starting point. This is where you are and where you want to go. The spending plan is the bridge. 
Yes. Oh, that makes so much sense, right? For people to just really look at it that way. And I mean, I love that because I always tell people, you know, we help you get from where you are to where you want to be. And there's got to be one clear pathway. So it makes so much sense to have that when it comes to the numbers. Correct. And that's, now, all, that's all that is, right? It, spending plans, it, think of it as the bridge. Yep. The bridge to get from where you are to where you want to be. So I'm going to share this with you. And I want just, you know, I just want to get some feedback. So the way I've broken my stuff up and you know, there's a lot of business owners listening to this podcast. And so the first challenge, you know, that we see is paying yourself out of your business and, and really how to navigate that. And I know, you know, the money story always comes in. Am I worth it? Should I pay myself? When should I pay myself? The business isn't making money. How do I make this happen? But I know I broke my, my business account down into, you know, tax, abundance, salary, and travel. I do a lot of travel for the company. But what would you say is a good starting point for just any entrepreneur to kind of break down you know, where their money goes in their business so they can get to a place where they are paying themselves. And uh, Sarah, you just said a $100,000 uh, tip right there. Because you, you did not know this, Sarah, but I did real estate underwriting and I underwrote over 20,000 loans. Wow. Right? So this is not what I'm thinking. This is during those 20,000 loans, the one thing that I picked up, and this me underwriting the tax return, so I got to see everybody's information, right? So the one thing I can tell you that the wealthy do, so this is a wealthy habit, then no matter how much money comes in, that's the one thing that's consistent, and that is that they pay themselves first. Yeah. And it's right? a hard no. thing to do. I'm going to share this story, all right? Listeners, don't judge me. So I remember when I was in my early years in business and I used PayPal, as I'm sure many, many, many listeners use PayPal. Great service. But I remember being so overdrawn on my account because I was trying to cover my living expenses and the business just wasn't making enough money to cover business and living expenses. And I was so overdrawn in my account. So when you remove money from PayPal, it goes into the account you allotted into. I remember being in such a bad state trying to figure out how to balance my finances that I actually started moving it into another account so that that account could stay overdrawn and I could still get the money and use it. And I remember it being such a struggle and the lesson for me being that I just had to struggle in the right way and start allotting the money to the right places and be short on everything for a little while until I could build up the right money in the right places to give myself a salary, if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. But also another just really great tip that you just gave the listeners, and that is the struggle right? It's the struggle that we go through and that teaches us in that so that we're able to do it differently next time. Yeah. So what would you recommend for people to do? Because a lot of people are in that space, you know, coming out of COVID or still being in COVID to, to a degree. How can people navigate this space of I've accumulated 
you know, money owing different places, or maybe I'm a little bit short. My business isn't where I want it to be. Where do they start? Like, where do you get started with this? You get started by really taking an account of how much is going out. And that's part of the spending plan. How much is going out? Is there some service that you're currently using? You know, I know we all have to use the internet, but is there a service for your business that it was a phenomenal deal for you to get two years ago, but it's no longer a service that you can use. You've outgrown it, but you just haven't had the time to let it go. So now is the time for you to go in and see what services you are paying for currently that you're no longer using, or you might be able to combine them. Yeah. I, One, I, that's huge. like Zoom, right? You can use it for free. People upgrade to the paid one and then... You know, they forget that they can go back down to free and just minimalize usage or change the way they do things. Oh, right? my God. That is perfect. Right. And there's so many. And that's it. Right. It, and that's like $15 a month. It may not seem like a lot of money, but when you begin to add up and I know this one person, actually, they did. I was on a webinar and they shared they started taking out the three ninety nine automatic charges that you have. The four ninety nine, those little things that we get that we think, oh, it's just five dollars, oh, it's just ten dollars, but those add up. He was able to take those and saved close to five hundred dollars a month. Wow, and that's a lot of money, you know. And it's a lot of people don't put that that value on this the dollars and cents. And I'll tell you something: I had almost two hundred and forty thousand dollars in debt. And I literally remember being on the phone with a creditor and I said, well, I've been making payments. And he said, yeah, but you made a payment last week of $6 and 18 cents. I said, but I did make a payment and I felt so good. And I, <laughs> I paid the whole debt down in like small increments like that until I could make larger payments. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm debt free now, right? I'm out of that debt. And and I think that that's such a valid point, Chella, to just pull a little bit from here and a little bit from there and make those modifications so that you can allot that money to somewhere else. And there's money. So let's say that you go through this and you saved yourself $200. The next thing is, so you now, you know, cut back on the Zoom. Now you're having the, the free version, whatever that may be. What about is there something in your house that you have that you might be able to sell? Okay. What yep. have you used? You know, what do you have that you haven't used and it's now the time to sell? So that's one. And that has worked really, really well. Is there like an old bike that you have that, you know what I mean? Like that mm -hmm. we all have stuff around our house. So that would be one. But two, is there an additional service that you can put out there right here, right now to bring you in some quick cash? Yes. And that one's so powerful, especially for the business owners. I always love the, And I think I kind of learned this from, from connecting in your social media and, you know, around the entrepreneurial space. If you increase your product by 10% and you increase the number of times somebody buys by one more time a year and you increase with one additional add-on once a year, you've increased something by about 33% per customer that you have powerful yeah that's huge right that that is a hundred, another hundred thousand tip for you listeners 
And then the third one I would say, is there a product that you really enjoy and that you like that you may become an affiliate for? Oh, that's such a good one. I never thought about that. Right. Because there's so many different phenomenal products out there, right? So is there something that you really get behind that you use in your business that you, you, you can become an affiliate and start sharing with your community? That's a powerful one. Then there's so many programs out there that you can become an affiliate of. Right. Yeah, I, I said there's something that you use and that you can really stand behind. Obviously, we don't want you to just go do ABC if that's not something you believe in. Yes. There, nothing wrong with that. But, you know, it's something that you're already using that you can talk about quite naturally. Oh, I use this XYZ. I, it has helped me do this, 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 and this. It just, that could be, and that's recurring income, right? That's something that is going to come to you every month. And that is, I find that can be the key is to set yourself up with some level of recurring income so that you just have that confidence behind you that you know something is coming, right? Solid. And, and if we can tie this really back to what is the importance of having that money coming in so that when you get that challenging client that you know you guys are not a fit, but knowing and having that peace of mind that you know you have that money coming in, you're going to be able to see and say no to that challenging client. Oh, this is such a powerful one. And it it can be so difficult because when we're in that scarcity mindset and that lack, right, experiencing that lack, so many people can take the wrong client and it really, really devalues their ability to take on more of the right clients. Another 100,000 tip there, folks. Because, <laughs> no, it is. So we're up to like 300,000 already. But no, it really, that is powerful. Because when you're spending so much energy with a client that's going to be a challenge, and there's nothing wrong with them necessarily, right? But it's just you're not a fit. But you concentrate it and you're being drained by this one client that you, do, you could be working with three other clients that are fit for you. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about this because you just kind of touched on it with this drained piece. And when we start to feel drained, and I know you're so big on the money mindset piece of it, which is why I just love this connection that we have and love being able to bring you into our community. When we are attracting those clients and when we take on those clients, we, you know, we tend to attract more of them, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and when we start implementing any one of these strategies you have now, what is your experience with people trying out some of these suggestions you've just given us? And it ends up, you know, going down a pathway they, they didn't expect. What's your experience with that? The, uh, they feel lighter is the one thing that I say, because they feel they're not, they're not so drained. They have more energy so that they're able to go out and do network at the right places, connect with the right people, right? Be and then allowing themselves and giving themselves permission to say yes to uh, getting things to come in to you easily, right? We don't have to struggle. That's no, and, and so many of us, so many of us almost want to because it's become a familiar and it's not that we necessarily want to, but we want to stay in familiar. Exactly. 
And that's so, it, right? Oh, yeah. no, we definitely, Sarah, that's huge. It's so about let's stepping. go back to this budget piece yes. or this spending plan. I'm going to get my language right, right? Sure. And the, that, the language is so important. So to talk to me about that. When someone is creating a spending plan, do they use words like incoming income, outgoing expenses? What, what kind of language do you attach to these kinds of things? I like, yes, income and income. I always like to say money flows in, whatever. You can say flow because flow sounds, isn't that sounds like fun? It sounds like little clouds. Not to get too woo on you folks, but just imagine <laughs> money flowing into you. You know, yes. just from everywhere. So just imagine money flowing into you. And then also what's going out, one, you can say expenses, you can say investments, but also do you have gratitude because you're able to meet your obligations? Oh, that's so powerful. And that weight of not being able to meet our obligations for a lot of people it can turn them off from even trying, right? It's almost a guilt and a shame attached to not being able to meet things. And people tend to shrivel up exactly, and, right? and kind of go, I'm just going to hide myself from this or disconnect from this or something, you know, that, that's in alignment with what their feelings are. Yep. If, even which, if you're, yeah, and you said it, you absolutely said it, right? It's about, even if you, you know you're only able to meet half the payment or whatever that may be, you're having to make arrangements, but being grateful that you are able to do that. Mm-hmm. So how big of a factor is gratitude when it comes to attracting abundance into your life? Because some people are really on the fence with this. You know, law of attraction says, if I just think it, it will magically poof into thin air. Manifestation is, you know, if I think about it and act upon it in a certain way, it will just come. And then there's this other aspect of it that if I practice gratitude, you know, the the word flow, right? Like wealth will flow to me. So where do you stand on your teaching method and fitting in with these kind of different variations of attracting wealth that are out there. It's actually both of those because I do believe that you need to have a plan, right? We need to know where we're going to go. So that's part of it. Gratitude gets you there because whatever you're grateful for, you get more of. Absolutely. But the piece that I believe, and I know that, you know, the, there's lots and lots of talk about abundance. The piece that I believe is missing is that, being having the identity of the person that wants to attract. So if you want to attract $500,000, your identity needs to be of that person. So what will the person that's making 500,000 do? What type of actions would they do? What kind of morning routine will they have? Will they be hanging out watching television, right? So what does that person do? And what type of action does the person, the person making $500,000 a year, and I just chose that as a random amount, is taking different actions than the person that's making $100,000. Mm-hmm. And it is a very different mindset shift. So for those people who are, you know, at whatever income bracket they're in right now, what would you say is the first action that they should take to start getting into a better or more abundant financial situation. Oh my God, that's gold. 
that I'm writing that down. Um, so no, because that's crucial. Because whatever, it doesn't matter what income bracket you're in, whatever got you here is not what is going to get you to the next level. So there's some things that you need to let go. The identity has got to change. And that's where a lot of people get frustrated because they've been successful. But the things that got you here, the coaches that got you here, the whatever programs you did, you need to elevate. And this is where the growth and the expansion happens. Because you need to stretch yourself, get yourself out of the comfort zone in order to make it to the next step. And, and it's such a challenging thing. So if I were to do that, if I were to say, I want, you know, Chella, I really want to start taking action. Is there one, one way that I could do that to start living in that state that you're talking about right now? Like for some people, you know, their mind's going to go to, you know, if I want to like, I, I love, I love the phrase like think, act and behave as if it's already happened. Would I, you know, go out there and they say like fake it till you make it, right? Is that kind of where people should position their mindset or just really start going out there and shifting their language or shifting the way they, they look and their appearance, right? If you're getting up and you're putting your sweatpants on every day versus, you know, getting on your business gear and kind of getting out there. What's that, that physical or mental thing that people can kind of tell themselves, like, tomorrow I'm going to get up and I'm going to do this to start working on this and million-dollar mindset? Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go for the million-dollar mindset. So start acting. We all know people that are making that income level. So what are they doing? How Are they getting in their, are they in their sweats all day long? Are they sitting around eating junk food? Are they sitting around watching Netflix or television or whatever that is, right? So it's beginning to do the, I can tell you that a person that's at the million dollar mark is taking intentional action. They're hanging out with the people that can connect them to the right people, to the right clients, to the right collaborations. It's a different game. This is... This is a game plan, folks, and this is going from the little league to the uh, professional league. That's the shift, right? Because when you're in the little league, you're going to do things, but when you're in the professional, you're showing up differently, right? You're showing up, you're suiting up, and also the practices that you're going to put in. So the amount of hours, and I'm not saying it has to be hard, but there are going to be some long days, because your monkey chatter is going to want to work against you. Oh, we don't really have to do that. No, we don't, you know, we don't, do, we don't need to do all those calls in one day. We don't need to show up, right? So the monkey chatter is going, so you're going to be working against the monkey chatter. I remember those days <laughs> where your mind just gets the best of you. And, you know, I, I, I love that, like, alignment with integrity. Was I in integrity with who I intended to be today, which goes right into this, you know, behaving as if, you know, you were already in that position. So let's do a quick recap. So for those of you out there, you know, let's not call it a budget, right? Let's call it a spending plan. I think that's such a good tip, Chella. I really just love you know, the shift in language there, because it's so important, knowing that what you put out there is also what you're going to attract. So being really mindful of that. Now, 
One quick thing that I want to just touch on before we, you know, before we kind of wrap this up is what kind of account setup should somebody have? Do you recommend multiple different accounts? Do you recommend one account and, you know, logging it in a book? How would somebody set themselves up for success that way? I would say definitely multiple accounts and take in mind that a possibility account is crucial. All right. A possibility. That's, a, that's an incredible one. A possibility account is where you put the money where you pay yourself first. Oh, I love that. And so I know in your program, you go through all of this. Now, just, you know, for curiosity's sake for the listeners, because I know we're going to get some questions on this. When you work with people, you know, one-on-one or in group setting, do you help them customize this plan for themselves so that they can go from, you know, kind of broke to badass when it comes to their, their financial habits? We absolutely, we go from broke to badass, but also we go from (laughs) struggle to allowing it to come in. So we get rid of stress and that's a bonus. Oh, that's a huge bonus. And, (laughs) and finance is one of, you know, it's the number one thing that, that we hear in our space. I'm not making enough money. I need more money. It, the money's going out faster than it's coming and I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills this month. I can't invest into this because I'm not making there. Right. right? And we hear these things over and over and over. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. We've got two more incredible episodes we're going to dive more into the money mindset piece of it, you know, in the upcoming weeks. So Chella, thank you so much for sharing some of your tidbits on this. We're going to drop some connection links in the show notes here. Chella, any final words before we sign off today? I say, if you're listening to this, there's a reason why you're listening. Take an action. Don't care how small, how big, take an action. What are you going to do today that's going to help you in your business? So powerful. All right. Thank you so much again, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back next week with another episode on the Be More podcast. Have an incredibly wealthy day, everyone.